0: Hey, everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have...
1: Uh, uh, coffin beds.
0: (laughs) That'll that'll make sense.
1: Leave in the stammering, Elliot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll make sense pretty soon uh we've got a great episode for you it is somehow more wild than i could have ever possibly imagined <laughs> and i'm so fucking excited uh i'm not gonna spend too much time up top we've got a couple things to promote so we're just gonna power through them look we've got a patreon all right and you can go to patreon.com slash to find out how you can help support us making this show uh it uh, just super shout out to everyone that helps do it it's it's um great it allows us to do the stuff that we do and uh we are eternally grateful um you can also listen to our show on rooster Teeth. cock-a-doodle-doo you can yeah! go to- <laughs> You can go to roosterteeth.com. You can download the app on a bunch of your devices and you can check out all of the wonderful shows there. Oh, there's also uh, Survive Block Island is a new show that they have going on right now that you can uh, watch if you sign up. But also a couple other Rooster Teeth shows. uh, Ship Hits the Fan, which is about uh, shipwrecks and it's hosted by friends of the show, Charlotte McGrath and uh, Patrick Brown. Uh, But also, a new true crime show, or true crime adjacent, I I would call it maybe a macabre show, is 30 Morbid Minutes with Elise Willems and Jess Fasami. Uh, It is a fantastic fucking show, and you should definitely go check it out, both of which are available on Rooster Teeth or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Um, uh, Paige and I both have show dates Go check our social media uh, I'm at Mondo Does Stuff On everything Paige is uh, at Rampage Wesley on Instagram
1: Yeah and TikTok And at Paige Wesley on Twitter
0: Yeah go check our shit out But more importantly We're gonna be going to Panic Fest Baby
1: Panic Fest Barbecue horror movies Hanging out in a sleepover With my podcast buddy Hell yeah
0: yeah, I'm going to put Mikey's hand in a cup of water and then I'm going <laughs> to shoot him and I'm bad at <laughs> pranks.
1: Just just a regular old car prank. Um, <laughs>
0: it's just car pranks, baby. It's fun. car pranks, baby. It's fun. Yeah, we're going to be there. May 1st uh, is when we will be there. Um, so go ahead and get your passes, your tickets, uh, because it's going to be a blast. And I Yay. cannot wait. Um, also, uh, we are planning to be at RTX on July Woo. 1st. Uh, RTX takes place July 1st through the 3rd. I'll be there for the whole weekend. Uh, Paige is a hot shot, big shot, and uh, she's going to be there for hopefully the first day. Uh, we'll have more information as time kind of you know gets closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, go to RTX two badges are on sale now. It's going to be very fun, and uh, that's all the stuff I had to plug. We're good to go. Let's get into this fucking episode because I need everyone to like. Oh, you ever watch something and then you're like, I need everyone to watch this because this is fucking crazy. <laughs> that's what this episode is. So. Yes. I am so excited. Without any further ado, let's hop into the show. Hello. 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 Hello.
1: these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm
0: Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres.
1: And with us we have... Exhaustion. And madness.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you still in Northern California?
1: I'm still in Northern California. I'm, I'm driving back today. Uh, very special thank you to the group of people who were at my show in Santa Cruz. <laughs> On Friday night because they helped me get the tape that is going to the thing that I have to send it off to mm. the special entertainment thing uh, on try number six, six attempts. And they made the last one successful. Uh, it was very, very I like a weight is lifted off my shoulders for I, I we talked about this a little bit. I am applying for a thing. Or rather, like someone saw me at a thing and asked me to apply for a thing, and it's a big thing, and it'd be really cool if I got it. So I had to make a tape, and I've tried taping the last nine sets. Of those nine, I have only successfully been able to tape six of them, and of those six, every single one has been ruined by something different. So like, The first one, the room was too big, so like the even though it was a full crowd, the laughs sound really far away. Yeah, uh, and the camera had to be kind of far away. Then the second one, I was at the comedy store. Ooh,
0: now hold on, Paige, because this one is my fucking favorite.
1: This is the best one.
0: Yeah. If you had told me in middle school that this is what was going to fuck up one of my friends one day, I would have not (laughs) believed you.
1: If you had told me like five years ago, you're going to have a vendetta against a famous person for them ruining a thing you were filming, I would not have believed you. Uh, So (laughs) I had just gotten back from South by with Roast Battle and uh, needed to get this tape. So I, I called the people at Roast Battle or texted them and was like, hey, can you guys help, Uh, can you put me on the Roast Battle pre-show and we'll tape it. And they were like, hell yeah, you've got a spot and we'll have our guys tape it so it'll look amazing. And I'm like, fucking yes, thank you. So I go, I do my set and it's going awesome. Like to the point where I'm starting to get nervous on stage where I'm just like, it's going too well. Like this is gonna be the tape, like I got it. And then halfway through, the rapper T.I. walked through the room just loudly like, I'm going up next. I'm going to do comedy, blah, blah, blah. Completely ruining the set. Not only that, he's yelling, and the guy who's filming knows that I'm filming this for a thing that's important, so he tries to like get out of the way so that T.I. doesn't end up In the actual video, although you can hear him in the video. And in moving, he moved too close to a speaker. So then the sound was just like feedback until he could, until T.I. moved and he could get back. So the sound is either T.I. screaming or kind of staticky. And then T.I. proceeds to go up on stage long enough that we had to send someone up there to poke him from behind the curtain to get downstage. And then, like two days later... A video of him shows up at a different from a different comedy show where he like almost assaults a girl on stage so like I guess I should count myself lucky that it just ruined my tape but like whatever
0: yeah there's also there's also a new video that came out I think yesterday of him performing at a giant stadium and getting booed (laughs)
1: karma he got he got low level booed the night he performed where i was too he's not very good at comedy he should stick to rapping or you know having guns when he's not supposed to he's really good at that um but yeah
0: so i just looked it up it was yeah. at the he was performing at the barclays center in <laughs> brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking venue to get booed off stage oh. holy oh. shit
1: oh fame isn't everything man uh no, so good I that fucking makes me feel great
0: <laughs> ti i know you listen to this show okay i know <laughs> you're a cult podcast <laughs> listener, and i want to say from the bottom of my my heart buddy go fuck yourself all right tip <laughs> all right budges.
1: you want to know the best part about all of this what he comes up to the song no mediocre <sighs> <sighs> Which is both a mediocre song, but also hilarious if you get booed off stage after.
0: Yeah, I think it's just nice that he's able to like have all of that charisma. You know, he's got he's got swagger like us, and that's that's just very <laughs> that's very uh, good. Especially now that he's trying to do comedy because his rap career, well, that's just dead and gone. You know, and, oh uh, great, These great. are just different <laughs> Ti
1: songs. Uh. Anyway, I I then proceeded to try again four different times after that, and Mm -hmm. almost every single time the sound was the thing that got messed up or the timing got messed up or whatever. So in Santa Cruz, I brought an external recorder to mic the audience, which, by the way, if you're a stand-up comedian listening to this, (laughs) fucking buy a Zoom recorder and do this shit. It's worth every penny. (laughs) Um, And we went to go set it on one of the tables in the middle of the show. And we were thinking, we're like, we're going to have to talk these people into like not ruining this recorder and pressing this button. And we popped down and we're like, hi. And they're like, we're cold podcast fans. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, God. Good. Uh, great. Okay. And that's the tape we're using. The audio they got was perfect. So, yeah, finally Hell got yeah. it. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, but yeah, our, I'm very tired, and this is going to be a bonkers ass episode.
0: Yeah, I I'm equally tired. Just spent some time in San Diego. Uh, thank you also to everyone who came out to see me in San Diego. That was really nice. It was really fun meeting all of you. Uh, I can tell that Paige is still in her family home because she she moved her head for a second, and I saw a portrait of her in high school. <laughs>
1: Wait, hold on, hold on I'm g- this is gonna freak you out a little bit
0: okay oh she's getting up oh she's taking the portrait off of the wall oh my God it's the part this that's was supposed to freak me years out ago yeah, it's that it's just you it's just exactly you now.
1: I can't explain it what is time <laughs> yeah, you look exactly the same. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found real cool eye patches that make it look like I slept, even when I didn't. Mm.
0: <laughs> You're like the most self conscious pirate I've ever heard in my
1: entire <laughs> life. Army try simil- I don't know how to pronounce the fancy chemicals in it. Army
0: xantham anyway. gum. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Army hyaluronic acids. <laughs>
0: I am ready for this. Uh, Thank you so much for taking this uh, peek behind the curtain. I was supposed to write an episode. I got a little caught up with this uh, project at work. It's going to be cool, but for now, it is uh, just very annoying for me. And... (laughs) uh Paige was able to do it and then texted me at like i think like 11 or 12 at midnight or something (laughs) yeah and you were like i hope you're fucking ready for this bonkers ass episode
1: (laughs) um to okay so here's what's up here's my thought process so there are some things that we have kind of kept on file and added to or at least taken down like a name and some basic notes about like what we know about the group to kind of guide research. And if we had research, um, already done, like if we'd already pulled articles and things like that, we'll, you know, list them and everything. And that's always whenever we have to try and put something together faster than we anticipated, that's the way to go. Uh, and for this one, I remembered during our, like a couple episodes ago, I think, I talked about how we hadn't really done a bunch of Mormon groups and we should probably fix that. And today we're fixing that. Um, so I pulled, we have files on pretty much all of the Mormon offshoots. We're not going to do the whole Latter-day Saints, uh, episodes. That's going to be like a huge undertaking. That's like six episodes to cover Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, whole nine. Um, so today we're covering an offshoot and peek behind the curtain. I've been up since about 630 this morning because I recorded with Todd and Mikey earlier today. Right. <laughs> and uh, was able to ask Todd how to pronounce what this group ends up being called. And he was like, oh, I have no idea. So who knows? Um but today, we're mainly going to focus on the guy who will be their leader, and his name is James Jesse Strang. Are you ready?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes. All right, let's get into our sources. The first is a book that was written kind of like during the pandemic. It's called The King of Confidence, A Tale of Utopian Dreamers, Frontier Schemers, True Believers, False Prophets, and the Murder of an American Monarch. Uh, And that's by Miles Harvey. That's the most recent and complete account of Jesse James Strang's life. If you're super interested in the story, which like probably will be, it is bonkers. I highly recommend reading it. Uh, We also have the Britannica post on Jesse James Strang and an article called The Most Audacious Con Man You've Never Heard of by WPR.org. But most importantly, and one of my favorite sources is we actually have an academic lecture from the Chattaqua County Historical Society. And this this lecture is like 30 years old. So I did have to kind of temper the information I had with the stuff from Miles Harvey's book to kind of piece together what is the truth and what's the most accurate. Um, But that lecture is called The Amazing Life of James Jesse Strang. And you can find the actual, like, transposition of that lecture along with slide notes. And it was like old timey slide projector slide notes. So if you want to track that down, highly recommend it's, it's uh, like a 30 page read or so, which is not too bad. Um, but I do recommend Miles Harvey's book is really good and really interesting. So if you have the time, definitely read the book. Um, also, And this is completely unrelated, but some of you who've been with us since the early, early days may remember the Lost Episodes 17 and 18. Specifically, Lost Episode 18 was Lifespring and the Children of Thunder. Now, we had not been able to go back to it because we weren't supposed to talk about Mm Lifespring. We will eventually do it again. Um, however, last podcast on the left right now is doing a multi-part episode on children of thunder and because they will have released first, that means eventually we can come back and do it. But in the meantime, highly recommend their children of thunder series. Also a Mormon offshoot. Definitely worth listening to. So are you ready to get into our episode on James Jesse Strang?
0: Absolutely.
1: Sweet. One note that I found at a couple different sources before we get into anything. Uh, I've called him so far in this episode, James Jesse Strang. That uh, is what most historical documents refer to him as some, uh, and some of the accounts, both the historical society and then miles Harvey hints at it. Uh, some hint that his name was actually Jesse James Strang and he changed it to James Jesse as a teenager And at first, my thought was like, is it because of Jesse James, the outlaw? But it turns out this guy lived before Jesse James, the outlaw. So I don't know why. But because most accounts list him as James Jesse Strang, that's what we're going to go with. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, he's a weird dude.
0: That's not what I thought you were going to say when you said uh, one note that I found while researching. I thought it was going to be like, one note I found while researching was like, turn to page 69. And then there was a drawing <laughs> of a dick nice. on it. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't. Uh, this is something that I, uh, I've seen before. We were. Um, this is recently, too, as we were. Re- I was researching for an episode on a person. Uh, and they also did this where like their name is, uh, I think it was like Gregory James something. And sometimes they go by James Gregory something. I don't know. I like, I've, all I'm saying is it's weird that we both discovered a situation like this in the same week for the well, same especially, thing.
1: Cause that was the one that was originally scheduled to go today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't surprise me with that one. Like knowing Kind of what we're talking about for that episode that's taken a little more research. Um, I'm excited for that, though. So James Jesse Strang was born March 21st, 1813, in a town called Scipio in Cuyahoga County, New York. And he was the middle child with an older brother and a younger sister. And when the children were still very young, their parents moved them to Chattaqua County, right in the middle of what we have called on this show and just... Historically in the study of religious groups, uh, it's referred to as the burned over district, essentially like revival central Um, and reportedly as a child, James Jesse Strang was fascinated by revivals, but didn't necessarily claim any specific religion or denomination and didn't necessarily even believe in God. He was a perpetually sick child So sick, in fact, that one time his parents were convinced he was dead. So convinced that they made a coffin or had a coffin made, I should say, dressed him for burial. But when they went to place him in the coffin, he moved, signaling that he was still alive. So then they just had like a kid sized coffin hanging around their house with a kid who just, I guess, refused to die.
0: <laughs> I, oh, my God. At that point, you still got to have the funeral, right? Like, you don't bury the body, but it's like, I'm not getting that. We bought food for this, dude.
1: <laughs> See, I think you keep the coffin and use it like a race car bed. Like Now <laughs> he's got to <a>
0: sleep <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So many kids grow up wanting to be race car drivers, but we need more, and more morticians and <laughs> grave robbers, all right?
1: We need kids that want to grow up to be dead. Like it happens to everybody. It's the most realistic race car bed there is.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing, I'm we're making jokes about this, and as soon as I said this, I remember that when I was a child, my grandmother embroidered like you you know, hand-sewed Uh, sheets for me with zombie hands and maggots and like bloodstains and knives because that's what I was into as a kid (laughs) and I'm like fuck I would have loved a coffin bed yeah absolutely (laughs) with just like a
1: giant pop collar so you could just like raise out of it every morning
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's oh my god okay see i started out making fun of it i love the idea now and i'm full force into it
1: you know there was a debate and i can't remember what movie it was for in either horror virgin or romancing the pot about having a a coffin shaped shaped coffee table and i was like hell yeah like oh i know what it was blackula (laughs) where (laughs) where they're like buying a bunch of antique furniture and they're like coffee table and i was like yes give me a coffin shaped coffee table Someday when we have an office, it'll be.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know what? I'm just going to buy a real coffin.
1: Do it. Get them at Kirkland, Kirkland brand coffins. Get them at Costco. They're cheap.
0: No, man. I need one of them kill build motherfuckers. You know, like the flat old Western the old wooden Western coffins. Wood. See,
1: here's what I want though. You want the, the door of it to like split open because you know how normal, co- like new coffins, half of it opens so you can see like the top half of the body and then you yeah. close it or whatever. Yeah you want it to do that so that on that side that opens you make it a bar so that you just open that side of the coffin and grab cold skis out and yeah this that is a brilliant idea
0: that is pretty sick but i am now realizing i misused coffins i thought you were just supposed to open the bottom half <laughs> damn for
1: for a viewing like, a- <laughs> now that grandpa's dead we can finally see what that dick do <laughs>
0: oh uh, grandpa you will be missed you will be uh, <laughs> six feet under and eight inches up my boy i love you
1: <laughs> oh god anyway so understandably uh james jesse strang was a weird kid
0: yeah oh yeah <laughs> a little weird yeah dude um, you, you fucking he took an extra long nap and his parents were just like he's dead and the thing is dead. you don't just like plan a funeral without accepting a small amount of your child being dead so now you just have to live knowing your parents are like yeah no i'll get past that i will <laughs> yeah
1: i done it once <laughs> i'll do it again we will
0: move on we will survive <laughs> we've got the coffin in the fucking garage dude whenever you're ready we're good we're just
1: we're not going to not eat the these funeral potatoes, which, by the way, is a real recipe, supposedly Mormon in origin. <laughs> All right. They okay. serve it at Cracker Barrel. When we go to Kansas City, I, I will make you eat some. It'll I be will
0: great. eat some. I'm just upset at the thought of a dish that's only served at funerals because... That means that's that's got to be somebody's favorite dish, and there's just one Mormon kid that's just like, "Come on, Grandma, dude!
1: <laughs> I poison half the town, but I can eat as many potatoes as I want. <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's like a hash brown casserole that they kind of cook down with a little bit of like chicken stock and cheese.
0: Uh huh. And it's so good. This sounds shockingly like hot plate to me but all right it's
1: not quite like hot dish it's not as liquidy as that because as they bake it over and again it kind of re-solidifies so it's almost just like the most flavorful hash browns you've ever had
0: Hmm. all right well fucking tell that to waffle house bitch anyway let's we're uh, gonna
1: pepsi challenge it we're gonna pepsi challenge (laughs) it
0: fucking down uh
1: so weird kid parents you know grappled with his death um he kept a diary almost exclusively in a code that he made up himself now <laughs> allegedly it's a big allegedly
0: mm-hmm.
1: no one was able to read it for over a hundred years until one of his great great grandchildren would end up translating his diary in the 1960s now We are going to be referencing his diary a bit, but anytime we do, we have to take it with a grain of salt because who knows if those translations are accurate? Yeah, like it's not like we can compare it against historical fact because a lot of them are just his weird kid thoughts. Um (laughs) from a weird code that he made up that only one of his descendants was able to crack, or maybe only his descendants were the only people that like wanted to crack it. Um, but we'll be referencing it. I'll note it every time. Dude. What if but, it's, yeah. what if
0: it's just like pig Latin? Like that's how easy it was. <laughs>
1: I'll be honest with you. I didn't, i didn't find any originals with the code mm-hmm. so it's very possible that it was oh <laughs> like, my god it's entirely possible that it was just like i wrote it backwards pig <laughs> and latin, people were like we can't crack it
0: pig latin is what is the one where you're like you take the first letter and you put it at the end and add a y right so instead right, of right. like diary it'd be like IRY day right exactly yeah. And then after every sentence, you say, We've got a, a code 187. That's right. I'm a pig. Ha ha. Take that, cops. <laughs> his, his code was just like A cab, A cab, A <laughs> cab.
1: And they're like, We have no idea what he means. Yeah. It's um, where you
0: take the first letter, put it at the end, and then add A cab. So instead of diary, it'd be iry de Yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, now, in his diary.
0: Although, now, before we move on, I realized sure. that would be fuck the pigs Latin.
1: Mm, oink oink
0: mm-hmm.
1: now despite allegedly enjoying revivals by all accounts in his diary grain of salt he writes constantly about how much he hates church and how <laughs> anti-church he is but he does note that he likes revivals and he seems to really enjoy revivals for the pageantry and the fame Not necessarily the religious aspect at all. In his mind, it's like these people seem important and this is exciting and all of these people are listening to this one person and I want that to be me someday. So he grew up and in 1831, he moved to Randolph, New York, where he became a school teacher. And if you're keeping track, he's 18 years old at this point. And he started with about seven students but this would be short-lived because it wasn't long before the town had some unsavory rumors about him. Allegedly, he was romantically involved with a local woman named Mary Torrance, but there's only one problem. She was already married at the time, and not to
0: him. (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. James isn't here right now, Mrs. Torrance. (laughs) Um...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it when, does. It gives the whole finger thing a much weirder <laughs> vibe.
1: Now, when people confronted him with this information and they were like, hey, uh, people have been saying, people are saying, they're all saying, mm-hmm. I hear it everywhere, the mm-hmm. toilet's flush the wrong way. Uh, people were saying that you are involved with Mrs. Torrance. And he admitted that he and Mary had made out a few times, (laughs) but he had no intentions of dating her because he was too busy starting a local debate club. What the fuck? Oh, my God. That was his actual excuse, which is my favorite thing ever, because like, how (sighs) bad of a kisser is Mary Torrance? That he was just like, yeah, we made out a few times, but like honestly i'm not that into it because i got a debate club to start what (laughs) what are we talking about
0: yeah and already just baseline you know this dude's a freak you know this dude's a freak (laughs) like i bet he's even willing to do it while she's on her red rum you know what i'm saying No. (laughs) who the fuck why uh he's into cue cards more than he's into you (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, this is almost like I'd love to finger bang you, but I have to get to choir practice. (laughs) What? (laughs) What are we doing? Who are you? What madness is this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unsurprisingly, he left as soon as that school term was over without starting that debate club. Mm -hmm. Um, But he claimed it had nothing at all to do with the scandal. (laughs) Uh, And I I disagree. I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, But at this time, he wrote a lot in his diary. And I do want to read one of these alleged entries from his diary at the time. Quote. I am 19 years old and yet no more than a common farmer. Tis too bad. I ought to have been a member of the assembly or a brigadier general before this time. If I am ever to rival Caesar or Napoleon, which I have sworn to do.
0: What, What? End quote. Not wait. Hold on. Not two great role models to look up to. No, my dude, no. Yeah, one of them got stabbed like a whole lot by his Multiple, good friends. Over two
1: dozen. Yeah,
0: and the worst part was that he got stabbed by his best friend Brute or whatever the fuck.
1: Brutus, et tu, Brute. Yeah, yeah.
0: it sucks. And the other one was the short guy, so automatically like, pff, fuck that. You know what i Hey, saying? short
1: kings deserve love too.
0: <laughs> All right, Blaine. Where
1: are my short kings at? oh Blaine. Blaine's not a short king Blaine is an average size king this
0: uh, this guy fucking rocks i, I don't want to be on his side but it's fucking awesome he's like making out with married women and then going to a debate club and being like let's debate the sanctity of marriage looking out into the audience and like winking like fuck yeah dude he's
1: like what up mary you yeah. on my side and then going home and being like why am i not as powerful as napoleon like <laughs> madness 19 year old farm boy being like i i could be on my way to being julius caesar right now if i was just a member of the senate like
0: it's so
1: crazy and this is absolutely the like emotional ramblings of someone that age i remember crying on my 20th birthday because i wasn't a famous screenwriter yet 19 year olds are insane (laughs) they're crazy (laughs) like it's nuts
0: absolutely i remember crying when i was 18 years old because i when i was a child i thought by then i would be a dinosaur
1: <laughs> and that you'd be sponsored by monster energy drinks
0: absolutely yeah i don't even here's the th- you know what the sad thing is Paige? i i can't even remember the last time i climbed a ladder <laughs> i was
1: gonna suggest that we get a step ladder for panic fest
0: I would absolutely do that. I remember when we were doing the Halloween live show a couple when years back. We tried to do a ladder jump. Yeah, yeah, I and we got a ladder and I climbed all the way up a ladder that again, the same size I had climbed as a child and looked down and went, "Oh, I don't know about this one page." <laughs> Paige, I don't know about it. When I was a child, I was drinking cases of Monster Energy. I've got health insurance now. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs>
1: oh man. Uh, now, that's not the only weird diary entry he has for this time. Because mm-hmm. at this time, he's like obsessed with becoming a notable figure in history. That's like his biggest thing. So, in another entry, he lays out his plans. And and by plans, I mean like he's thought about this a lot. He lays out his plans for attempting to marry the future Queen of England, Victoria. Uh, two problems with that and and he wants to do this to like raise his social social like clout yeah he wants to be famous this way
0: oh yeah i didn't think he was in love with her page
1: yeah especially because uh one he had no connections to royalty whatsoever and Mm-mm. no way to even get to england Uh, But also, she was only 12 at the time. He just knew of her from the news and was like, she's probably going to be queen next. I should try to marry her. As if she's going to be like, oh, a random teacher from New York? Sure, (laughs) let's do it. Madness. Absolute madness. So two years later, he's been kind of living at home for these two years. He kind of finishes some extra study and he begins,
0: yeah, Hold on. I'm sorry. You said he was living at home. Yes. You th- he thought uh, he th- a man living with his parents was like I got a shot at the Queen of England.
1: <laughs> I gotta fucking sure. marry the Queen of fucking England, for bro.
0: Sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, I could
1: date these regular. I could stay making out with the married chicks in town, or I could be putting it in the Queen of England. There's yeah. only two options clearly i'm a 10 she's a queen it makes perfect sense
0: i mean i don't want to like i want to make fun of them but i remember being a teenager and watching movies and being like i could probably fuck sigourney weaver yeah (laughs) yeah
1: I mean yeah this is teenage page being like how can I meet Henry Cavill like I yeah, get it Yeah exactly <laughs> there's a, there's
0: something there's a thing in your brain that's just like yeah oh she's going to love me
1: Well and and he, this is how I know that I'm a much more mature adult is because a handful of times I, I know people in my life who have met Henry Cavill or know people who know him. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, no, 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 no.
0: Too close. Too scary. <laughs> oh, word. No. Yeah. The closer I get to fame, the more I, I know for sure, fuck sure fuck that I'm going to fuck Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. Here's I support how I...
1: this if she's down. That's a powerful ass lady.
0: Yeah. Yeah absolutely and here's how i know i've matured is it's no longer about fucking sigourney weaver it's about loving sigourney weaver yeah all right
1: absolutely yeah i want to make That's her point, happy Chris. i want to i want
0: her to wake up every morning and be like i'm glad i'm glad that you as a 12 year old saw alien
1: <laughs> oh god anyway so living at home just mm-hmm. jerking it to the queen <laughs> But not her specifically, like the no, idea the, the of the queen position.
0: Yeah, the, the position, position of, of queen.
1: queen. Uh. Uh, he begins apprenticing as a lawyer and studying at a law firm because law school wasn't the only way to become a lawyer at this time. And he studied with them for two full years until he contracted smallpox in 1835. Uh, Now, he almost dies at this point, but he is nursed back to health by a friend who also paid his medical bills at the time. And that friend's name, and I'm not making this up, was Wealthy Smith.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's, this is this is like when you're writing a first draft of your screenplay and you're like, well, I can't figure it out. I'm, you know what? I'll just call him wealthy. There we go.
1: <laughs> Insert name here. That's like having your medical bills paid by Creflo Dollar. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's
0: so weird. I do love the thought of his parents peeking up with like a new coffin and him getting better and them just being like, God damn it, every fucking time. I swear to God.
1: He gets better. And as he gets better, he begins to court a girl named Mary Abigail purse Percy? P-E-R-C-E. I'm thinking it's Percy. Mm-hmm. Um, any anyway. girl. girl. I'm trying to
0: get I'm trying to get that purse.
1: Percy. Percy. Uh, apparently he'd given up on the, on the queen. <laughs> at this point. Um, but Mary Abigail Pierce, purse. Uh, was still a girl at this time because she was still in school, and remember that he was teaching school at eighteen a few years before. So you do the math. He's like, like twenty, twenty-one, and I would guess that she's probably between the ages of fourteen and sixteen. Mm. Um, and she, they do get married the very next year. Mm. That same year, he passes the bar exam, becoming one of less than 40 lawyers in the county. So it's actually a pretty big deal. He was basically one of the only options for a lawyer for miles. But unfortunately, Mary, his wife, was ill most of the time. And also, like, still probably a teenager. Um, Regardless, she soon gave birth to their first child, a girl that they named Little Mary, uh, or basically Mary (laughs) junior.
0: All right. That's creepy as fuck. I mean, I, I don't know. I even hate when people call somebody junior, you know, like I, I, it's a weird power move, but little Mary, it's
1: little Mary is somehow even weirder. It's very crazy. And at this point they stayed where they were seemingly perfectly happy for about seven years and actually had a couple more children but then something changed, and there's a few different stories about what happened, and it's about half and half. Half of the accounts claim that they moved to Burlington, Wisconsin in 1843 because Mary continued to be sick, and she had family there. That is possible. But another half of the accounts claim that they basically fled in the middle of the night, and one of the reasons was that String had attempted to sell a plot of land in Ohio that didn't exist uh but because it was old times you couldn't just google if a place existed
0: well hold on he did like the whole london bridge bit
1: yes but in ohio <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay i mean i kind of i don't want to say it like this but it serves you right if you're trying to buy land in ohio like yeah dude
1: <laughs> i mean at the time people didn't know what ohio was like
0: that is true that is and it true. was probably still
1: beautiful at the time mm, mm-hmm So regardless, they showed up in Burlington to live with her family, Mary's family, and didn't answer a ton of questions about how and why they got there. But almost immediately after getting there, they all got sick and little Mary died. No, not little Mary. Little Mary died. Little Mary dropped a sick diss track before she did, though. Um. so she passed and he threw himself into work to try and kind of cope with the grief so he actually bought the local newspaper or one of the local newspapers I should say and he began lecturing he also became a Baptist lay minister now we've talked about lay ministers a bunch but that's basically a preacher that doesn't have a specific church somebody who talks good essentially is the, the like you know the the requirements for being a lay preacher is like
0: yeah he's also a lawyer so like it's proven that he talked good
1: right uh despite telling everyone that he was still a hardcore atheist so (laughs) like churches would hire him to speak and he'd just be like i don't believe in any of this shit but uh the bible says (laughs) it's very strange he's a very contradictory man
0: yeah it's like he sees it as a challenge almost
1: Yes. So it was through this newspaper and his lecturing that he met a man named Lyman Wright, who's also known as one of the 12 apostles of the Mormon church under Joseph Smith. Now, Lyman brought James to see Joseph Smith preach and James was hooked, probably not to the religion part, but much like his childhood fascination with revivals, he was attracted to the perceived prestige and power that Joseph Smith had and he threw himself into it immediately and completely and a month later he was baptized as an elder in the mormon church and he was encouraged to scout land for a new mormon community
0: and scout
1: <laughs> he did
0: well, i've got i've got a piece of land in ohio if you're interested it's
1: open um He does scout and he had accumulated a fair amount of followers when something wild went on in the Mormon church. And at this point, we have to stop our story about James Jesse Strang and talk about it. Now, when we eventually do a Mormon episode or series of episodes, we will cover this in more detail and how and why this leads up to what it is. But for this episode, because it is very important to what happens to James Jesse Strang moving forward in the future, we have to cover the death of Joseph Smith. And this is absolutely one of those things where as I was doing this episode to try and make it into one episode, I rabbit holed on this pretty hard, and this is what had to make this two episodes. (laughs) So Joseph Smith and his death are a fucking wild story. So in the area of what would become the city of Nouveau, Nauvoo, Nauvoo, Navoo, I think you of, mean
0: Naboo, Naboo, where the Gungans lived.
1: Right, right. Misa, Actually, Misa did be in the Mormon Jar Jar, but.
0: <laughs> um, Misa need my special underwear. And I'm, I'm. you know what? I'm like 80% sure that's accurate. Please don't hurt me if I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: uh, it's N-A-U-V-O-O. So I think it's
0: Hmm.
1: Anyway. Uh, Originally, it was called Quashquema in honor of the Native American chief who headed the tribes that lived there during the time, which was actually about 500 different lodges that housed tribes. And in 1827, white people colonized the area and murdered a bunch of people and built cabins on what was previously native land. And they just took it by force because history is terrible.
0: and. They're trying to mainline the Poltergeist movie. I get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And only two years later, that community of white colonizers had grown large enough that the state government determined that they needed a post office. Now, back in the day, you didn't just get a post office automatically. You had to justify a need for it. You had to justify that there were enough people there that could feasibly be receiving letters to have a post office. And so they got a post office in 1829. And in 1832, that town was temporarily named Venus, uh, but it had grown so large that it was in contention for the county seat, which essentially is one of the controlling voting stakes of the county. However, they award that honor to a nearby city named Carthage. So... Around the same time in 1834, Venus changed its name to Commerce because the settlers felt that the new name better suited their plans, which is kind of like naming your town business or Moneyville or Jobstown.
0: Yeah. And this, I mean, we're making fun of it, but we live a couple miles away from a place called the City of Industry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And another
0: city called Commerce, actually. Yeah, I I was going to say
1: City of Industry and Commerce there, too. And again, this is Nauvoo, Illinois. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Carthage, Illinois, is is the other one. And in welcome,
0: 18... <laughs> welcome to Moneytown, USA. <laughs> but
1: that's more of a Shelbyville idea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Commerce, Commerce, California. So, in 1839, the Latter Day Saints arrived in what at the time is still Commerce, Illinois, led by Joseph Smith, and they were fleeing from the state government in Missouri, and essentially to really try and simplify this as much as possible because we have limited time in this episode to cover it joseph smith wanted like a mormon sanctuary city like he wanted to like own a town and in missouri they had not taken kindly to that and there had essentially been a mormon war that they lost and they had kind of run tail between their legs to illinois Uh, And, again, we can't cover it here. It would have to be in a Mormon episode. It's a huge—it would be its own episode within the Mormon episodes, for sure. But Commerce, Illinois, being a business-minded people, they decided that they would put their town up for sale. So Joseph Smith just bought the town and installed himself as the mayor and the king. He, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen more than once in these couple episodes. What? Yeah. In his, an ecclesiastical king, basically a theocracy. um, But also he's the mayor. Now, he then changed the name of the city to Nauvoo. And he says that it's derived from the traditional Hebrew language. But again, this is Joseph Smith saying that. So take it with all the grains of salt. It's probably not traditional at all.
0: Yeah. And if you can make it kosher salt.
1: Exactly. Uh, And he claims that it means how beautiful upon the mountains. Now, by the next year in 1844, by the time they bought the town and everything. So 1844, the town's population had swollen to over 12,000, which meant it was larger than Chicago at the time. And almost all of them were Mormons. But not all was well in the city of Mormons. See, as the mayor of Nauvoo, Illinois, Joseph Smith had ordered the destruction of a local newspaper. It was the Nauvoo Expositor. And it was a brand new newspaper created by a group of ex-Mormons, ex-Mos, as Todd calls them, who had decided to secede from the church. Now, they had only managed to publish one issue— before all hell broke loose that one issue was highly critical of Joseph Smith and the other church leaders and it reported that he was practicing polygamy and that he wanted to set himself up as a theocratic king which admittedly is all completely true yeah <laughs> yeah true it's uh, af
0: you just told me he did that like i yes okay yeah
1: yeah 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 uh now in response A motion to declare the newspaper a public nuisance was passed by the Nauvoo City Council, a.k.a. Joseph Smith. Uh, And so he ordered that they destroy the newspaper's press, the printing press. Now, the destruction of the press led to public outrage. Uh, People did not like that there was no free exchange of ideas because, remember, most of the people here are Mormons, but not all of them. And it is enough of them to raise some hell about it. And so the city council was charged with inciting a riot and warrants for Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram Smith's arrest were issued and then immediately dismissed by the city courts because, like he, you know, he's mayor. Uh, he declares martial law and calls on a local legion to protect the city from its own citizens. Uh, they don't take kindly to that. Martial law doesn't stick. And he and his brother are forced to flee Illinois. They then returned voluntarily to Carthage to face essentially charges regarding to the incident. Now, according to Carthage, the county seat, not only did they basically rule that it was unlawful for them to destroy the the press, but they actually ruled that it was unlawful for them to declare martial law. They called that treason against the state of Illinois. And so Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram surrendered themselves to the jail in Carthage, awaiting trial. On people did not take kindly to that, and an armed mob of about 200 men stormed the prison. They immediately shot Hiram Smith. Now, Here's the crazy thing. These two episodes, this one and the one tomorrow, are going to be a little bit of a case study in how terrible guns were back in the day. And by terrible, I mean ineffective. Because Hiram was shot in the face. And before he died, after being shot in the face, he was able to call ahead to his brother and say, I am a dead man, Joseph, before dying. (laughs) joseph heard that and was like ah shit tried to shoot the pistol he had on himself because by the way they didn't take his guns when putting him in jail whatever oh i know what the fuck old-timey jail was wild
0: yeah okay uh fine yeah new jail won't even let you have shoelaces but yeah let this man have a whole ass gun whatever
1: Yep. He then attempted to jump out of a second story window because they didn't have bars on them. He was just it was just a second story window Uh, and he was shot multiple times in doing so. But he actually fell from the window, landed and then died. (laughs) And it was dying of gunshot wounds, not the window like he gets shot about a dozen or more times. It does not take him down. It takes being shot like a baker's dozen of times and then falling out of a second story window to die. God. So all this f-
0: all this is telling me by the way is that Joseph Smith is not as strong of a man as 50 cent is. Okay? Right.
1: We talked about this on Horror Virgin as we were recording this morning. <laughs> Is that, is that 50 cents been shot nine times? Yeah, 50 Cent surviving. got shot
0: nine times, and then after that, did the vitamin water thing, all right? right? Like, you don't get to get shot nine times and then become a business mogul. 50 Cent did.
1: Yeah, 50 Cent did. Now, of course, a mob killed two people in jail in cold blood, so they actually do try five men for those killings. Uh, but those five men end up being acquitted at a jury trial because people hated Joseph Smith so much. They were kind of just like, yeah, uh, I mean, thank you. <laughs> <Gotta."> <laughs> now, here's part of the reason why. At the time of his death, Joseph Smith was also running for president of the United States.
0: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: Making him the first presidential candidate to be assassinated.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What? Really? Yes.
1: Yep. Huh. Now, here's here's something interesting. He was not 100% liked in the Mormon church at the time. There was dissension. People were not super happy. But his death kind of galvanizes people into like a united front where they're like, Now they're blood martyrs. They're murdered in cold blood. And to be honest, they're not entirely wrong. The government as a whole was very suspicious of essentially growing Mormon cultural states where they were trying to like take over cities and kind of be this collective whole. And America is still new and spread out. And there's a lot of concern as to whether they could overthrow the government, And that's going to play into next week a little bit as well. But what happens at this moment is a huge power vacuum with a lot of people vying to be the next Joseph Smith. Both his son, Joseph Smith Jr., uh, Brigham Young, who was kind of the popular leader, the favorite to take over, and he will eventually take over. He'll get his own episode someday. But also, someone else wanted to throw their hat in the ring And that person was James Jesse Strang.
0: Oh, my God. And that's
1: where we'll pick up next week.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) What the fuck? It's only going to get crazier. It is only going to get crazier. I'm so, so happy. I'm very excited to do the next episode, too.
0: Goddamn Mormons. They're so wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went to school with a couple of mormons when i was in high school and um man they'd be a lot cooler if they were doing any of this shit all right this is like this whole episode is gangster as hell dog
1: (laughs) they're just like like jerking off to queens making out with married Mm -hmm, chicks mm -hmm. selling land that doesn't exist becoming a
0: lawyer at 20. getting shot and then being a, getting shot in the face and then getting a cool line after that. I, like, come can on. I,
1: I don't want to give it away. Cause it's one of my favorite parts of next week. Uh, but we will encounter someone else who gets shot in the face twice and then just continues on with their day for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Guns were not effective at the time.
0: This makes more sense. There's like those stories, right? I think it's like Teddy Roosevelt got shot and then like beat up the man that shot him and then like gave a speech afterwards. And it's like, okay, well, maybe this makes more sense now that guns were just extra hot slingshots, basically.
1: When we... We get to it at the end of next week you're gonna lose your mind it's, it's so crazy oh fucking awesome. i can't wait it's gonna be amazing
0: jesus christ well thank you for this page this has been an amazing way to spend my day and i'm not i don't mean that with any amount of sarcasm because this is wild
1: yes yes oh. i've enjoyed it quite a bit
0: Thank you uh, for joining us, everybody. Uh, we would like to say that if you want to help support our show, you can go to patreon.com/slash cold podcast. Um, hey, if you're looking for a new place to listen to the show, can we suggest Rooster Teeth? Ka. <laughs> <toodle-doo. Eey-yaw>. uh, <laughs> you can go to roosterteeth.com. Uh, or download the app on your Amazon Fire Stick, your Roku television, your Xbox, or your mobile device. Um, and if you want to uh, follow me on social media, you can by following me at Mondo Does Stuff on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, I also do Twitch streaming over at twitch.tv slash Mondo Does Stuff. Uh, that's M A N D O does stuff all one word. Um, also, this weekend I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I've got shows on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, uh, you know, go to my Instagram and I, I got the show dates there. There's links to it as well in my in the bio of like all of my social media uh yeah go check those out love to see you at a show like i said thanks for everyone who came out to san diego shows um fuck yeah dude let's do you know what come to vegas and let's buy the town and then declare myself as king as a mayoral candidate mayor
1: mayor king as
0: a mayoral candidate i did not know that was an option and i will be keeping it in my back pocket
1: sounds great appreciate it as long as it's not rick caruso um that's Sorry, that was just for us uh, L.A. people, where a guy who built all the malls wants to be mayor. Um,
0: I don't know. I kind of back him. I mean, he promised to put a lids inside of every home in America. (laughs) Wetzel's pretzels for
1: every child. Yeah, as
0: somebody who has recently gotten uh, food poisoning from a Sbarro's restaurant, I'm still on board. (laughs)
1: Oh, God. Oh, the world is terrible. Uh, (laughs) And so is Sabaros but I keep eating it. I love I No shame in the game. Uh, You can see us at Panic Fest May 1st, both us and Horror Virgin, Double Trouble. We will also probably be booking some stand-up around that. We'll keep you posted. Keep following our social media if you want dates, times, tickets for that. Uh, Then May 14th. Uh, I am opening for Jeff Ross at the Irvine Improv. Uh, I will also be in Simi Valley the following weekend, May 21st. Um, So keep your eyes on social media for details about that.
0: Also, additionally, we will be uh, at RTX this year. That's right. Rooster Teeth's uh, annual convention is happening in person from July 1st through the 3rd, uh, I believe that our panel will be on the first. um, And I mean, (laughs) it's going to be on the first or it's not going to happen. It's basically what it seems like but uh i'm almost yeah sorry no 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 not not an issue at all i think it's going to be great uh and then we're going to make sure that it that it happens but either way i'll be there um we'll be doing stuff for rtx it's going to be fun so if you're out in austin texas join us there uh at rtx july 1st through the 3rd uh tickets and badges are available i think they're actually just called badges are available now so go check that out and uh hope to see you there
1: yeah and then later in july i may or may not have uh non-us states to announce mm-hmm. uh if you want to potentially see me and you're not in the u.s keep an eye on my social media over the next few months and i will announce those forthwith
0: uh yeah and she's going to venezuela
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, i'm doing a residency in antarctica for the penguins
0: <laughs> well i don't to care the... if
1: there's no penguins in antarctica please don't send me emails about that
0: <laughs> welcome to the mccready comedy club
1: yeah it's just me for my cat we're gonna travel and i'm gonna yell jokes at his face <laughs> um but if you want to follow me for any of those dates and all that information you can follow me at rampage wesley on instagram or at Paige Wesley on Twitter. Or at Rampage Wesley on TikTok. Thank you. I love you. Bye.
0: Yeah. If you want to follow our show on Instagram, you can go to at Podcast.
1: Or on Twitter at Show.
0: You can also send us an email to Show at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to send us your diary mm-hmm. in a special code to see mm-hmm. if we can crack it. Uh, and you can tell us which british royal you want to marry you could send that to three seven five six west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 mm-hmm. like the, the shining. shining los angeles california nine zero zero six five
0: dear diary i'm gonna fucking ruin prince harry all right
1: <laughs> dearest diary There's something about Prince Charles's ears that just makes me slippery from the waist down.
0: (laughs) Dear diary, I'm going to fuck the queen now. (laughs) Not not not, that this isn't from before. I mean, current queen
1: matching clothes and hats, corgis, whole nine.
0: I could do it. I could do it.
1: You got the charm. You got the charisma.
0: You're going
1: for speed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck me. Yeah, I, look, I'm sorry, Sigurney, but you know what? This this bird's got to spread his wings and fuck.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's how birds do it. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen birds fuck. You know what? This one, I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink anything from a child funeral unless you're like, sure, that kid's dead. <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Yeah.